I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode five, the Toronto Raptors. I gotta say, I think they're a good candidate. They're a good team. They're a fun team. Um, I just love what Canada seems to represent. Um, and, and so because of that, I actually brought on Chris Berube. He is he's probably the platonic ideal of what I think about uh, when I think about a Canadian. Uh, this is going to be a good one. He's a big Raptors fan. Um, he's also a producer for Pineapple Street Media. Um, and um, yeah, he's great. Um, so here we go. The Raptors. So I was born in Canada. And that's the beginning and the end of the Raptors love story. Okay. <laughs> um, it's well, I came of age so around the same time that you did, around the time of Vince Sanity, when Vince Carter was winning the slam dunk contest and being generally the most charming man. And it was during this time when there wasn't it wasn't really clear who the next big NBA superstar was gonna be. So it's like, oh, maybe it's gonna be Vince Carter. And for a long time there, like he was like the dominant scorer in the NBA. He was getting the most votes in the all-star game. Um, it is insane to me that he is still playing basketball as like a 44 year old man. Yeah. It's really crazy. Is he actually 40? Like how old is he actually? Like seriously? How old? He's in his forties. Like he's uh, like, he's past 40. It is like, you know how there's that thing where the Simpsons, like there's that couple of good seasons of the Simpsons and like the Simpsons helped form my sense of humor and lots of people I know. (laughs) And it's like, every time I think back, I'm like, wow, The Simpsons was a great show. And then every time I see a new episode of The Simpsons on, it's like, oh, God, I completely forgot The Simpsons still exists. <laughs> yeah. Like, those Vinsanity days are so long ago. And yet, here he is, completely bald, like, basically with, like, a Methuselah beard, just going out there, coming off the bench for, like, the Dallas Mavericks or something. <laughs> it's just <laughs> or, such or a strange some, something, thing. Something like that. Something like the Dallas Something. Mavericks. He's somewhere. I don't know where Vince Carter is now. <laughs> So if, you know, if I'm sitting down to watch today, like what, what's yeah. the product that I'm going to see on the court? You are going to see a team that is very good, that is not quite a super team. I think they're very easy to cheer for the Toronto Raptors because they are a very good contender for the Eastern Conference Final. I think this year they have an actual shot at the finals because I have no idea what the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be like. Um, and the rest of the When East you look at the team garbage. today, like they're extremely likable. It's like they, they have... These two superstars, they have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, whose friendship is the most charming thing in the world. I don't know if you've seen the video of them talking about the fact that they keep, like, walking through drive throughs together and stuff. They just seem to have this, like, really fun friendship off the court. Wait, their thing is um, that they walk through drive throughs and they record them and they put walk them all on YouTube? They through drive throughs They hang out. Yeah, like, it, these guys, they're just, like, real goofy kids, basically, DeMar DeRozan <laughs> and Kyle Lowry. Um they're real charmers. I, the product is pretty good. Like, we have this general manager named Masai Ujiri who every time, like, a job comes open, like the Knicks job came open, they were talking about him going to the Knicks. Yeah. But he stayed with the Raptors. He stayed with the Raptors because he just really wants to build a good franchise. And he knows um, that sticking with the Knicks is a, or going with the Knicks is a terrible idea. Oh, God. Can you imagine doing that job? Like, oh, God. being the person who's taking over that, taking over from Phil Jackson, and then you're just like, Whoa! What? This is our team. <laughs> Who? What? Yeah. Victor Oladipo and Kristaps. That's it. Um, it's. I no, wish. He, I it, wish the, we had Victor yeah. Oladipo, dude. Oh, you guys don't have Victor. Wait, who do you have? Who did you get in those trades? That's, that's a great. That's a great question. Um, uh, 
You're confusing because because Victor Oladipo went to uh, went to the Pacers in the Paul George trade. Um, we got. Oh wait, yeah. okay, sorry. Who ended up going to the Knicks? Yeah, uh, Enes Cantor and um, Enes Cantor. That's right. And, um, and uh, Dougie McBuckets, Dougie McDermott, Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, and I wow, think, and like a second round pick. That's the Knicks. That's the Knicks. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you didn't even get Oladipo. Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, I think the Raptors are uh, like the Raptors are a pretty well balanced team this year. I think the they've kind of had the same problem as like the Clippers had for a long time that like they were good enough to make the playoffs, but they weren't good enough to be a contender. But they used to, like the the notorious thing about the Raptors the last couple of years is that they weren't shooting any three pointers. Like they were just taking a ton of mid range shots. Right. And they look like a team from, like, the 1980s. <laughs> like, they just look like a very old-style basketball team. But now, like, they added C.J. Miles, who can shoot three-pointers pretty well. So I think this year they're going to be a super, super entertaining team. I think the Raptors are a very easy team to cheer for because, like, they have, like, Lowry is a very fun, outspoken superstar. Like, just all the stuff he says about Trump is really fun to watch. Um, Serge Ibaka is like this global superhero guy who's trying to fight um I want to say malaria like he's just this what? like really Yeah, Serge Ibaka so Serge Ibaka like spends just a ton of time like he's one of 10 kids like he spends a ton of time uh trying to fight like poverty in sub-Saharan Africa. Huh. Uh he's like this yeah, uh he's this man who is extremely laudable in all the stuff that he does in the world. Um, so it's again, just very easy to cheer for as a result. The Raptors just have all these like good dudes on the team. You don't have to look down the bench and be like, Oh God, Derek Rose. Like you don't have to look at this team and feel like you're cheering for dudes who are probably doing bad stuff in their off time. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's the appeal of, I feel Canada in general, right? I mean, we got, we got Justin Trudeau, uh, Jagmeet Singh, uh, just all, all yeah. these all these new politicians who seem pretty, you know, pretty woke, pretty hip, pretty with it. Uh, yeah. um, and so that's, I mean, that's a nice thing. So like, but how does that work? You know, because obviously, you know, a lot of them are Americans um, and it's an American league. Yeah. But it's up in Toronto with Trudeau. And so, so how does that work up in Canada? Yeah. So the Raptors actually, uh, you're right. Like, I mean, I don't think the Raptors have a Canadian player on the team right now. Um They've been pretty outspoken, too. Like, Lowry uh, was very critical of the immigration ban when it came about. Like, mm. he was pretty outspoken about it. Um, and he, he's actually been very funny about it because whenever people ask him about it, he just seems very exhausted. <laughs> um, but there's this really good reporter at the Toronto Star named Bruce Arthur who did this piece where basically he just went up to the Raptors players and was like, hey, what was it like to grow up uh, black in America? Mm. And they were very open just about their own experience. I mean, those guys coming from, uh, you know, DeRozan coming from Los Angeles and stuff, I grew up in a really tough neighborhood. Like, those guys can really, they're very open about talking about that experience. And in a weird way, being in Canada, it almost feels like they feel safer sharing their experience from there. Hmm. Because, um, you know, in a way, it's like there's a little bit of a remove. Right. Um, it's something where um, the players on the Raptors are actually pretty outspoken about it. And I think, again, it is something where they maybe feel a bit more supported being in Canada. And I think I, they found we found this with, like, any number of athletes. Like, Carlos Delgado, who was a player for the Blue Jays in the uh, early 2000s, he actually used to sit out the National Anthem a lot 
hmm. to protest um, what the United States was doing in Iraq and Afghanistan. Really? So, and that's something where like that wasn't an issue. Like that was just a thing where people were like, oh, okay, yeah, dude, you know, dudes from Latin America is sitting out the national anthem makes sense. Uh, like it was not a huge issue. So the politicization of athletes in Canada is like not a big deal in a weird way. Um, and I think just the general like more liberalness of Canada makes that much more possible. Yeah. Huh. So that's that's actually interesting. So like instead of moving yeah. to Canada, I can just become a fan of a Canadian basketball team. I think that's very true. But also, okay, advantages to cheering for the Raptors. You're not that far from Canada. Like you are 75 minutes away on an airplane to get mm-hmm. to Canada if you want to go see the Raptors play. Um, it is a real fast track to Canadian citizenship, probably being a Raptors fan. I'm sure <laughs> that's on the test somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, no, you don't have to move to Canada. You want to move to Canada though. I can hear it in oh, your voice. I mean, um, okay. So we've actually gotten this far into the conversation and we haven't even talked about what might be the biggest draw for everyone. Mm-hmm. Drake. Yeah. Absolutely. What are the odds of becoming Drake's friend if you are a Toronto Raptors fan? Very yeah. high. <laughs> He's at a lot of the games. He So, you know the thing about how Drake used to be the um, brand ambassador for the Raptors? Like yeah, that was oh, he's, his, he's not his anymore. Role. Well, so he got in trouble because he kept openly asking players that he knew to join the Raptors, and that's like a big thing you're not allowed to do. Um, like, you're not allowed to campaign. Right, So he right. kept, like, as, as a going on Twitter and being like, Hey, Kevin Durant, you're an idiot if you don't join the Raptors. And then the NBA was like, uh, please don't do this. We're going to find you $50,000. And then the Raptors were like, it is better if you do not have a formal role with us. <laughs> right. um, but it is, yeah, I think Drake's done a lot for that team. Like, part Drake was a big part of uh, rebranding the team's, like, uniform, like, their color scheme and everything. So they, I mean, a couple years ago, they got rid of the, like, really ugly purples that, was the team color when they started in 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, I like so those throwback jerseys, this... those, like, super 90s, like, you have the fierce raptor and, like, that. those, like, yeah. I mean, it's super 90s. Yeah. It's super 90s. We'll say that. It's super 90s. I mean, it, look, it's just, it's this weird moment in sports when teams were just named after kids' movies. <laughs> so there was, like, the raptors, which were named after Jurassic Park. There was the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Like, it was this weird thing where people were, like, I don't know, what do you name a sports team? Kids thing. Um, so they just, they recently got rid of that, like, kind of terrible color scheme. And a big part of that was Drake pushing it to be like, guys, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Please give me a team that I can actually cheer for <laughs> where I can wear their stuff and it looks like a real right. basketball team. <laughs> so it's, like, it's kind of this, like, really nice, like, red and white color now. Um, I know Drake also really wanted them to change the team's name. That was the thing that he was what? pushing for for a long time. To what? Yeah, he really, he wanted them to be the Toronto Huskies. That was his thing that he wanted. Why? I don't know. I, I don't remember. I think it's just like he personally thought that name was dope. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> um, they're still the Raptors. That's still not a good name. It's still a problem. Like, I don't know if you watched um, the Raptors Milwaukee Bucks series last year, but every time the Raptors came on the court, they played the Barney music, like the Barney the Dinosaur music. Oh, no. <laughs> and showed, like, Barney the Dinosaur clips on the screen. Uh. So the name the name is not the best. I will be honest that the branding of the team could be better. But I think Drake has done a lot to make it a lot less embarrassing than it used to be. Uh, so what, I mean, okay, so we got Drake, we got, uh, we got DeMar DeRozan and, uh, Kyle, uh-huh. Kyle Lowry's bromance. Um, what else, mm-hmm. what, what other, like, what, what other things are going to like put me over the top? Like, as like, uh, we got the, we got the politics of it. Um, 
I think the fa- I think Toronto has like a really good fan base, partly because the an entire country, kind of by default, is the Toronto fan base. <laughs> that is a thing. That's a thing where I think I see a lot more Raptors stuff and Blue Jays stuff around New York than I see other teams, and I think that's just because there's this big Canadian diaspora. So you know, there's always going to be mm. a bunch of displaced Canadians who you can go to a bar with and watch the game from here. So Ooh. that's like a nice feeling. Interesting. Um, there's like hundreds of thousands of Canadians that live around New York City. So I think another Wait, thing is that a real, real stat? Nice there charming. are hundreds of thousands of Canadians who live in New York City? You know what? I'm going to take that back. I th- That might just be America in general. Let me see. Hold on. I hope you do not mind. Canadian diaspora on Wikipedia. No, I actually don't care this much. <laughs> well, now I care. Now that you Wikipedia. All right. The number Canadian is 20. All right. The number apparently might be 21,000. Okay. Here goes. <laughs> Alex, there's thousands of Canadians who live in the New York City area. <laughs> Look, man, you're not. Well, you're you're gonna cheer for like the Bucks or whatever. How many people from Milwaukee live around here? You you have a big, thriving diaspora that lives around New York City that shows up for stuff. Look, there's all these bands that you will probably never hear a song from who could sell out Webster Hall tomorrow because they are just from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> all the big ones, the Crash Test Dummies. The, okay. the swollen members, Canada's response to Limp Biscuit. There's a lot of stuff. Wait, that, wait, 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 well wait, 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 wait. Do you want to talk about this? Wait. Yeah. The swollen yeah. members? Canada's yeah. so, response to Limp Biscuit? Imagine Limp Biscuit, but like Canadianified by like 20%. What? That's that's sort of what you got. Wait, but what does that actually sound like? Limp Biscuit, but Canadianified. What, is that, what does that mean? Boy, just the worst thing you've ever heard. Don't <laughs> like it. It's honestly like CanCon pop culture from the 90s is like some of the worst shit you're ever going to hear. Oh, man. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Chris is going to give his final pitch to me. What's up, everybody? This is Alan Guy Wilcox coming at you from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, to tell you, if you spent your youth just cheering for the laundry, you owe it to yourself to go to twitter.com slash alexkappelman. That's at Alex Kappelman. Say it with me now. Twitter.com slash Alex Kappelman. Get out there and make the decision. All right. So the biggest draw for me right now is uh, the fact that <laughs> that this team is in Canada. I can pretend that I've left the country. I can go what in my Very mind true. is pretty far away from the Knicks and far away from uh, everything that seems to be happening here. Um so, like, the, my one hang-up, though, is that, like, you know, the team seems like it's going to be fun to watch, but, like, do they really have a chance? Like, you know, you look at teams like, obviously, the Warriors, um, but, like, you know, also the Thunder, the Spurs, the Rockets, you mm-hmm. know, teams that are just just crazy stacked. And, like, maybe the Rockets are going to get, like, even if the Rockets get to the finals, they get past the Celtics, they get past the Cavs, even if that happens, then they have to play, like, the friggin' Warriors. Like, how, like, yep. like... You know, will I just be setting myself up for extreme heartbreak? Oh, 100%. I mean, <laughs> this is what it is to be a Toronto Raptors fan, uh, is that you set yourself up, uh, they get these great players, inevitably a couple of them realize they do not like living in Canada slash do not want to pay Canadian taxes right. and leave at really important times in franchise history. <laughs> so, it yeah, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of heartbreak as a Raptors fan. I think they have a real shot in the East, but at the same time, yeah, I, you know, I, I do not want to sugarcoat this for you. Players keep leaving the Raptors at 
terrible moments and crushing our hopes forever. Uh, so just be aware of that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, do you want to be cheering for the Cavaliers or the Warriors? Like, do you want to be someone who is like, like, because if you switch to the Cavs or the Warriors, you're just going to look like you're cheering for the team that's definitely going to win. And that's not a, that's not a great look, right? I don't really care, honestly. Like, why wouldn't I? Um, so, yeah, I mean, this I is... I don't know. You look it, like a bandwagoner, man. That's not fun. That's, that's, the, that's the entire no, conceit no core of this there. podcast. Yeah. The whole conceit of this podcast is that I, I, I'm trying as hard as I can to be a bandwagoner. Yeah, but you know, that's also not... You know it's not sustainable. You know that, like, once LeBron goes to Los Angeles, like, do you really want to keep cheering for a team that's, like, Jay Crowder and, like, a bunch of people they found at, like, a high school gym? Like, that's not going to be fun. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, you, or you're not setting yourself up to be hated, like, if you became a Warriors fan. Mm-hmm. Because I, you're, you don't strike me as a Silicon Valley tech bro type. Alex. Yeah. You'd make a terrible Warriors fan. <laughs> uh, well, on on that note, um, Chris Berube is a producer for Pineapple Street Media. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, uh, at Chris Berube, um, B-E-R-U-B-E. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. thanks for uh, thanks for uh, making me an honorary Canadian. Alex, I never said that you were, but uh, I, I uh, I'll have to talk to, to JT about that and see what we can do. Talk to Justin Trudeau and see what you can do. All right, we'll put in a good word. I'll give him a call. All right, it's cool. a small country. He's he's pretty available. The decision is produced by me, Alex Kappelman. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little brother Scott Kappelman. Uh, I'll be releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release my final episode with The Decision. Uh, Until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter.